0: and welcome to the Owners and Operations podcast. I'm your host, Erin Andrews, a generational accounting firm owner rebelling against all the rules of the traditional accounting firm. My husband, Jake, and I transformed our accounting firm so that we no longer work overtime, even during tax season, without losing a dime of revenue. Now, we teach other accountants exactly how we did it and what we continue to learn about business ownership and life along the way. We want to educate and empower firm owners to make changes that will give them back their time to enjoy their lives and strategies to grow their profits. We record all of our sessions live in our private Facebook group. So head on over to the show notes to join the group and to join in on our discussions. So I'm Aaron Andrews with Straight Line and Owners and Ops. This is my spouse, Jake Andrews, also you know, owns Owners and Ops and Straight Line, and my sister, Katie. And we have a really fun guest. I'm really excited. Um, Matt Patrick with Patrick Accounting and Works. I've known him for like 12 years, 11, 12 years. Probably
1: about that. 10 or 12 years yeah. now. You,
0: that. Uh, and you were a baby then. Yeah. <laughs> so was I. Uh, yeah. Yeah. I was in my 20s still. So. Yeah. Um, I was not. Yeah. I visited his <laughs> firm in 2000, or we visited his firm in 2019. And I literally turned to Jake and said, I want to be Matt Patrick when I grow up. So, um, oh, that's dumb.
2: <laughs> <laughs>
0: <laughs> I did, I said it. Okay. Um, and he has a firm based out of Memphis and is really into uh, culture and things like that, One's won a ton of awards. So, Matt, why don't you? Introduce? Oh,
1: you also have a podcast. You can talk about that. Yeah, I have a podcast, uh, just like you guys. Not as good yeah. as yours, but I have one. I don't, I don't know that, about that, that. we I get don't know. multiple people that listen. Yeah. Um, no, it's great. now I uh, we we have a podcast called One Step Better. Uh, it's just all about how to make your overall business better. It's more designed for our clients than accounting firms, but I think we probably have more accounting firm listeners than than client listeners. So it's great. Yeah. Yep. Um, uh, started my firm in 2003. Uh, coming up on our 20th year. Started it from scratch, client zero. Had no idea what the hell I was doing. Came from big four. I was with Anderson and then Deloitte. Joined uh, Pasva in like 2007. Joined Rootworks in like, I don't know, I was before Rootworks working with Darren. Mm-hmm. So we were part of the, I'll say the pilot to get Rootworks off the ground. Um, I'd met Darren through a couple things previous to that. We are a very focused small business accounting firm that on the accounting firm side, and then we have our works, uh, business, which is payroll, HR, insurance, employee benefits. And that has been a lot of fun to grow and develop a business outside of the accounting firm. It's a lot different. And, um, that's been a lot of fun for us as we kind of keep, keep, uh, growing that. That's, that seems to be more of a sales and marketing organization than accounting, which is very customer consultative coaching driven. and so. it's been fun.
0: Yeah, I mean, it's fun to watch you grow. You just recently added on the insurance aspect, right?
1: Correct. We uh, added on insurance at the beginning of '22. We um, met with uh, another ISOF partner who we, we're an ISOF partner on the peril side, and they uh, they were they have an, an insurance agency, and they had they allowed us to be. Which basically, we started off as a sub agency into them, and as we grow, um, they're they'll basically helping us with the back office in the short term, but um, we we've made a couple of hires. Um we've got uh person we have hired uh, based in Augusta, Georgia, who is an employee benefit specialist. Okay. And that is r- our real focus on the insurance side is obviously workers comp uh insurance, pay as you go workers comp for our payroll clients. And then we have a new service offering, which we're calling the works, which is basically outsourced benefit administration. So typical client for us would be 25 to 50 employees. Um they probably have somebody in their office that has been kind of managing benefits, but it's been one of the many hats they wear. And we feel like there's a need for, hey, you're probably not reconciling your benefit uh, statement every month. You have some questions when it comes to turning on or turning off employees, managing, um, looking and reviewing claims to make sure you have the right policies in place. Uh, and then how does that overall interact with all the other things with people on your organization? So making that process easy for someone to enroll or change. How's that tie in with your overall HR? And then how does that tie into your back office when it comes to onboarding and managing your employees through the life cycle of their time with you?
0: Yeah. So and it's pretty you fun. Also, you, you actually partner with accounting accounting firm owners who don't want to do payroll or HR, maybe.
1: Yeah, just, I mean, partner so. is a little bit unique. It's hard to partner with an accounting firm. When we say okay. partner with them independently. Okay. We're like, we don't want to be a, the accounting firm's payroll department. Yeah, we want to say, hey, we want to refer our payroll work to works, and in our end, we have a partner arrangement where we're not going to come in and steal your accounting clients and that type of stuff. But we want to make sure that we are are, are representing you really well, yeah. and that the referrals well, and then we obviously pay you for uh, those referrals. and it mm-hmm. and It ends up being where it's all hands off. We want to base be like a this is it's it's your client that you referred to us, and we're going to make sure we take awesome care of them. Uh-huh. Um, and that we can do a lot of things that a lot of uh, you know firms with without a critical mass of payroll that they really probably don't have all the infrastructure that we can do.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Okay, cool. Um, do you have something to say? I do. Uh, why did the calendar worker get fired? Calendar the, cal- worker? The, cal- the, ca- the calendar maker worker. <laughs> the calendar creator? Yeah, sure.
1: <laughs> what? Calendar creator <laughs> the, maker The calendar. The calendar
0: factory worker. He took a day off.
1: He took a day Uh, off. Okay. That's a good one.
0: Okay. So uh, Kurt, I mean, sorry, not Kurt. I'm looking at Kurt's picture right now. Uh, Matt. So my sister, when she says she's been really excited about this, she's been talking about this uh, before she even asked you to do this. So it's been like six months of her talking about having you come on. And she, she really is uh, obsessed with you. Okay, what that's good. Doing. Stop, she stops
1: me. Don't, don't say <laughs> obsessed.
0: Right. Okay, okay. She okay. she really she admires you and what you've I done in that. your work, and um, I want you to kind of like brag about yourself a little bit. I know you have all okay. these awards and stuff, so like tell me because I don't really know.
2: Okay, what I'll you've done you. and all so, your
0: accolades. And stuff.
1: Intentionally, intentionally, I have a really high growth mindset. Like I, I love growing. I love building. I love the challenge of making things better. And so, from an intentional standpoint, um, I've grown at a very rapid pace. Um, we are uh, a firm that, like I said, I started with client zero. 2007, we had 18 clients and I joined PASBA, uh, which I was like, you know. and I had other clients, but I had 18 what was what I call PASBA clients. You know, from that point on, my goal was to add 25 net new clients a year. And we've done that now for like 15 years. Mm-hmm. And so that has been really exciting. We we When we first joined PASBA, I was a third-headed, uh, a three-legged troll. I was a firm that did QuickBooks. I was a firm that had a write-up model that was unique, but not necessarily what all the other members of PASBA were doing. And I said, I love this model of PASBA, which I always think of as a, as a toolbox. And I just want to plug my technology mindset or my process, thought process is the tools into that toolbox. I was fortunate enough, you know, found up through, you know, kind of stealing everybody else's ideas. Like, oh that's a good idea. And that's a good idea. And I, and I'm one that if I get an idea, I'm going to run with it. And so, uh, one small business accounting firm of the year from PASBA in like 2009, that's why I'd been in PASBA like two years. Mm-hmm. I won medium size in like 2014. And then we just won the large. So we're the first firm that's gone through the, I say the gauntlet from small to large and kind of won the award for all three sizes, which is fun. Um, more importantly than that, though, we we made an intentional effort to really do a better job, and this is where kind of culture comes in. into, I want to be around people I like to be around. Mm-hmm. I want to be around clients I want to be around. I want to be around people I want to be around. We don't want any headaches or jackasses in our firm or with clients, and so that allowed us to be really strict that we don't let crazy in our building. That's kind of what I think of it as. We don't let crazy in our building, which allowed us to create some really high rules that we want to live by, which is our values. But that started all of our intentionality of, we want to have a team that I want to have. A, honestly, I always think of it like this. If I can't have a beer with you and have a meal with you, I don't want you to be around me. Mm-hmm. And if I ever avoid a phone call from a client or I don't want to deal with an employee because I don't like them, that sounds very superficial. But in a day, it takes the joy out of what we're doing. And mm-hmm. so we want people to have a like mindset of what we want to be, which is we're a growing firm that's going to aggressively grow. We want everybody to have the opportunity to win. We want, um, you know, we want to live by our values and we hire off them and we, we reward and celebrate when values are obtained. Our values are very simple. It's, we want to own things. We want to challenge them. We want to have empathy for others. We want to have team before uh, self and we want to have passion for our purpose. And those things are kind of what we permeate through everything we do. Mm-hmm. and it makes it where it's a lot of fun. We won four years in a row now, um best places to work in Memphis for our size category. We've won uh best places to work with Kind today. We had best places to work um with Ink. We had we've been Inc. 5000 for the last four years in a row. So, growth and intentional culture has been really super important for our our mindset. Mm-hmm. Um as we continue to grow, I I you know, at some point I can see us maybe taking the pedal off a little bit about growth in maybe one area of our business, but not necessarily the other. So uh, we're still trying to grow by net 24 clients a year on the accounting. That is my goal. Um, That means today with us having about 350-ish monthly accounting clients that we probably have to bring on 70 clients a year to hit net 24.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Because Katie of attrition.
1: Attrition sucks. So 12 percent like. of our clients are going to go away, and we're going to probably generate out of our goal. We're we're probably pushing 10, eight to ten percent of those out the door ourselves. Yeah. That's we we fired uh, eighteen clients this year. Okay. The moment they do not become an ideal fit, we're getting rid of them.
0: Okay. The minute.
1: As soon as we possibly can. I mean, okay. there's some circumstances that I don't want. I will never leave a client in a bad spot. So mm-hmm. like, um, like right now we have some ERC clients that we've done work for that we are still waiting on their ERC money which means I haven't gotten paid yet on the ERC money so those clients are still on our books so I can get rid of them, yeah, them. Yeah. cuz at some point I this is you know this is I want to make sure that we get paid for the work we've already done
2: yeah
1: but um the, the but on the other side of that we have clients that hey we've just brought them on it's we're in midstream we know this is not an ideal fit but we don't want to leave them where they are now cuz it's a terrible spot to be in and so we'll get that to the to a clean point, and then make a clean break. Okay. Okay.
2: We're actually um, not doing that right the clients.
1: It's right? hard. I call In it pruning lines. of the trees. I I think if I keep my our overall tree really pruned to good stuff, we'll grow faster. Because those mm-hmm. bad clients drive out my good clients. So
2: yeah, it's
1: see. the same thing with a bad employee. So uh, we hire slow. Our process to hire is very slow intentionally. It's gonna it, we want it to be hard. I know there's the mindset that we want we're afraid that we're not gonna have enough people if we're hiring ahead of that, it's not a problem. Um, and so we don't get to the point where we're critically needing people. Yeah. Um, but if we don't think you're a fit and we've tested it a couple of times, we're a pull the bandaid off and let's go. Yeah. It's tough. I, you're going to spend a lot of energy. Now there's a difference between training somebody who's not, or having a culture problem. And this is, this is culture problem stuff that we didn't identify well enough on the interview. Yeah.
0: So, uh, well, hold on. Craig Carr had a question. Uh, hey, Craig. Um, he first he said Matt's approach to hiring remotely has inspired me. I owe Matt a debt. I'm sure he will take a beer next week. I'll <laughs> I happily take a beer. Pick right? a beer. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And then he said, How has the remote employee world changed your business? And I'm actually really interested in this because I haven't talked to you about this and all we do is hire remotely. So
1: Yeah. Um, so we've been we've had a remote employee since 2010. Mm-hmm our original remote employees were people that started in our firm and moved out. That's a lot different employee than hiring someone just specifically remotely.
2: Yeah. Right.
1: Um, They already know your culture. They're bringing your culture with them. They've earned the right to go remote and by mind. Mm -hmm. And so we have those folks Um, five to seven years ago. We, we, we struggled always with the role in our firm of accounting manager.
2: Okay.
1: Having that be a firm, a role, as all of the firms that are on this call probably know, that role is the hardest to fill from the outside because it's a, an accounting and tax role. It's somebody who can deal with well with clients and also handle production and the juggle that goes in with that. And the uniquenesses of our firms is it's hard to find people outside of our ecosystem, I'll say of PASBA, that kind of have had the experience at that level for the pay they're expecting. Mm-hmm. You can find a tax person that makes a hundred grand, that's great, but they've never done bookkeeping before. Yeah. Mm-hmm. That's not an ideal fit, unfortunately, for me to pay them $100,000 to be a taxpayer when they're going to be doing tax returns that, in theory, are almost done by the time the books are done. Yeah. 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 And so we started with the mindset of going, maybe we need to go the ideal remote. We already had at that point three or four remote employees, people that had moved over the years. We had, I think, that was three. And it was like, wow, we can get really good people that maybe have a little bit more of a balance of exposure to the firm that we offer. Uh, And so right now we have three of our six accounting managers are remote. We have two accounting staff remote. Our new benefit uh, employee benefit person is remote. We've had a salesperson remote. Mm -hmm. So I love that idea that I can get a really good person and geography is not as dependent. There's goods and bad to it. You have to set the expectation from the client that, look, we are a firm that works everywhere and you can always reach us, but that may not be a person in place in Memphis to work with us. Also, you have to be super intentional with culture with that. So mm-hmm. you have to get the, them acclimated to who you are. And so we, it, it's a budget. You're not saving any money by doing it. You probably are spending more money doing a remote person. But you get, I think, a overall, a bigger pool to choose from. Oh, yeah. But you're going to spend money to, like, we bring our people in four to six times a year. The whole team, uh, different people, different times sometimes, but all those people are coming four to six times a year. All of our technology in our office has to be built around the idea of a hybrid meeting. Um, From an initial install meeting, if we have to have one on site, to internal team meetings, you know, to our large meetings, trainings, all that stuff has to be okay. We can't get everybody in every time. So you have to have a hybrid meeting at all times, which is a, which is a spend, but man, I've been super happy with the talent we get. I mean, we've get people that are specialized in some industries that we are, are heavy in like, like restaurants. Mm-hmm. We've gotten some people with some awesome experience. Um, it gives us a continuity of people who have been here a while. They like our director of accounting and our director of tax are not local. Okay. We acquired a firm in Little Rock. Our director of tax is from there. Our director of accounting was Kim Pope, who was here. Mm-hmm. Her husband was transferred to Dallas. Right. She's worked now remotely for almost five years, so she's managing her whole team. She's got a team of twelve. We got six people in the office and six people remote on her team, which is great. Um, and so it works really well. Uh, I really uh, I like that I can keep an, a person regardless of where they live.
0: Yeah. That's that's the benefit we found is the 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 uh, we're just making sure a child's school is not calling. Just yeah. <laughs> about <Okay. laughs> five, six, something. I think
3: my truck, my truck is ready. Oh, I think okay.
0: <laughs> um, you know, if your kids call, you freak out if school calls. But um anyway, we we've we've experienced a talent pool dramatically increase, but it has been a struggle, like it was definitely a shift going from well, we were we've been having remote capabilities for years too. It was just it's cause because you have a very heavy in-person office too. So ours was just it's the
1: flex it's different than just flexibility of the ability to work remote, because that's like we've always done that. And everybody yeah. in our office works like yes. we probably have today in the office. Half our people. It's Friday. Yeah. It's nice outside. My guess is people are going to play kind of half ass hooky today. Yeah. But yeah. Um, and that's OK. Yeah. Like last month, all the work got done early. It's the beginning of the month. Stuff's still coming in. We've got year and planning going on. But like I can see this being a lull Friday.
0: Yeah. 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 That's that's what it was before the ability to work remote. But yeah, for us it was just the culture shifted to everybody remote. How to do that culture? Like fix that engagement. You know, get a pulse on everybody. It's gonna be super intentional.
1: So like we still we do a daily huddle. Mm -hmm. Our whole team meets every day. Mm -hmm. No matter where in the world you are, unless you're on vacation, you're in that meeting. Um, You don't schedule anything over it. And so that's a lot chance for us to bond every day. Um, we we had a retirement party last week. We were able to bring a couple people in for that. We've got our Christmas party coming in. We'll bring uh, everybody and their spouse in from out of town. And so those are some things you're just like, I want us to still stay super connected at all times. And so it just has to be very intentional that we're going to make sure all of our meet, like when we meet with a, anytime we have an internal meeting now, it's always on Zoom.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: We're never going to just pick up the phone. It's just not, that's not how we do it.
0: Yeah, yeah. Got it. So what are some things that you do Like you could just list them off, but there's some uniques you think that you guys do for your culture.
1: Well, I'll start with the mindset. I said, everybody has to win. So um, we start with, we have a firm profit sharing that we share profits every month. So the mindset that everybody's going to win means we all want new clients in us to make money. When we win, we share profits. We share profits based on four metrics. It's um, attitude, which is what we call living our values. Um, profitability of their division or how much that we felt like they impacted profitability that month. And then it's double weighted by the time you've been with the firm. So tenure matters. If you've been with us a long time, you've earned that right to be with us a long time. And so in theory, that's about 50% of the profit sharing pool. The profit number that we're sharing in total is not discussed. That's for me, for my eyes only. Mm -hmm. And I determine the percentage on an annual basis that I'm going to share. And that's how I do it monthly. The only employees that are not eligible for that in our team are commissionable people because they're already getting rewarded for winning by selling stuff. Yep. And then our team leaders all are compensated on their control of their team's net profit or gross profit. So they get a percentage of profits based on their own division. So they're not, so they don't share in our team profit sharing everybody because they're already getting that with profits. Okay. And so, that's been a really that's been a nice thing to, to say. Look, hey, we share, I'm a believer in everybody wins. This is how we do it. The second thing of that is um we have what we call our prize wheel. And so we have daily shout outs and weekly shout outs, and we have team awards. So like we have what we call the belt and the glove. So we have a glove signed by Sylvester Stallone that the manager with the highest percentage out the door by certain dates wins the glove for the month that earns them a spin. We have a championship belt for the staff who has the highest percentage out the door by the month. We have a kickback award, which is a karate statue uh, for people who have the lowest percentage going out the door uh, of that had to get uh, changes made by the staff after the first review. And that's just a way to make them incentivize with the mindset that these are the things that matter. We want to get the stuff out, right. And it has to be on time and it has to be uh, at a timely manner for our clients. And so spins you earn points and we have basically a menu of what points can buy. It's as little as a team lunch and it's as most as a week at our beach house. So, um, I think the beach house is like 500 points. So that's for a week at the beach. That's equivalent of about a $4,000 gift. Um, Mm -hmm. and so you can also tag team with friends. So like we've had people say, I have 250 points and you have 250 points. Let's go in together and both go get a week at the beach. So it's been pretty fun. Um, um, we do things like um, team happy hour is also on the on the wheel, a private parking spot, or a massage gift card. We have a bunch of things. It's about fifteen things on the menu. Um, so that's the kind of stuff that I think that we want to celebrate all good. So yeah. it could be, hey, look, we had with and what like some of our wins are, hey, we had a a, a really complicated employee set up. It was went really well. clients said it was great, and the the leader of that team will shout out the staff, and that's how the staff will get. Uh, the spins. Um, yeah. We have some fixed things every month that we do for some fixed awards on all teams. So like our sales team has a spear and a Spartan helmet. I'm not sure you can see it. It's above there, but, um, and, and so just silly stuff, but they all have things on their team that they can win. And then that gets them spins and the spins add up. We get cash too, but like spins seem to be actually more appreciated.
2: Yeah. So the,
3: those are monthly. How, how frequently is that that stuff talked about amongst everybody, is it like every legally? day every day, every I was day. say okay now
1: we have a so our huddle is we talk about the three things is like what's winning wins, look like today, um heads up, here's what's going on in my world, and then I'm a stuck i need I'm gonna put peer pressure on somebody in the group for something I need from you, and mm-hmm. then we have shout outs. if anybody has any shouts, they just go around and while they're going, they'll say, I have a shout out today, um but we have some things that guarantee some stuff, obviously, we go through flows where. Hey, it's just another Wednesday. We don't have a shout out today, but it's okay. But yeah, you know, we try to do it. We want to celebrate winning at all times for us and our clients.
3: So when we, when we visited, this is like, I still remember it like pretty vividly just being there, but just, just because of the atmosphere that you guys have, I was like, Oh, this is like, I could feel like the competitive vibes
1: yeah, with what you we're guys all, do. I'm all about competition. This is, get- cr- this is CrossFit for accounting, right? This is yeah. what I think of it as. I want, I want public peer pressure. We have a dashboard that says, yes. I am winning this month. I have a higher percentage out the door than you. I got more done than you. Mm-hmm. I want that iron, sharp, iron sharpens iron mindset. Yeah.
3: yeah. When you guys hire people, part of it, is part of your process bringing people in to see like, what your huddle's like and stuff? Because we got to no. sit in on one when we were there
2: uh we yeah we as soon have as we
3: left, that was done the first it. thing we did
1: yeah we have done it but what we really do is we are hiring off of three things and we are asked we kind of have competition vibes in our interview process so okay. hungry humble and smart are three models for hiring and we go through it and all we have questions around all those and then we also have questions in our interview about the five values and we want to know if we can find that they're empathetic we want to know if they're coachable, which is, in my world, that's humble. We want to know if they're good with dealing with people. Tell us about conflicts. We have questions around all those things. We have a scorecard that we do based off of that. That is how we determine that we want somebody who's competitive. Um, If they are anti-competitive, I don't care if they're team competitive or they like to be a part of a team and help a team win. That's competitive too. Or if they're like, I'm going to kick your ass this month. I like both (laughs) kind of people.
0: So you don't have them play like... Knuckles or like thumb war or something with we, you because i think lots of games. I mean, here's the
1: silly thing. We have a PlayStation 5 in the office and they're constantly playing. They have a they have a scoreboard over there who like each little competition that we have, who's winning. Like they're everybody in my organization is pretty competitive.
0: So you we have play, the interviewees to play a game against them and see if they Yeah, like-
1: we should. We should. <laughs> I think what we really find out is are they wanting to compete? Because we want I want I want because yeah. we're telling them you're gonna get comped if you win. You want to make more money. This is how you do it. Yeah. yeah, and it's not just about money. Honestly, I like just winning. Money is a byproduct of winning. I just like to win.
0: Yeah, yeah. But I actually—I
1: will it. compete with you in anything I possibly can.
0: I—I I think I wrote there was a quote I heard the other day. I was uh, I like winning more
1: than. I oh know. yeah, that's that's yeah. Nukelouche. Come on, that's the best quote ever. I like love winning, man. It's like better than losing.
0: Yeah. But
1: <laughs> the, the, it's like I hate losing a lot more than I like winning. Yes. So <laughs> yes, yes. So yeah. Yeah.
0: <laughs> if someone came in and they were like, "All right, you have to look with a, a candidate," They're like, "Okay, Aaron, you're gonna go against this person," I probably would not have them. They, you would, they would never want to go to the company because I'd probably body. Like, I was so pissed. So
1: like, and and that's kind of. I mean, <laughs> this is my own internal head, my own my psychosis of my craziness. You no, know, when I got to pass it was like, ooh, I want to beat that guy, and then I want to beat that guy. And that was kind of always my mindset. Like, I looked at their numbers and went. Oh, they beat me this year. I got, I got to do better next year. Like that was, it's, I'm very competitive. So it was like, I want to, and that was also like this, the levels, like I want to get to medium, I want to get to large, I mm-hmm. want to get to, you know, now there's some people I will never pa- surpass in that group. And I, I'm fine with that. As it's, it's a, it's something to kind of strive for. Yeah. Yeah. Do
0: you think you grew so fast because of your compensation structure?
1: No, you- I think I grew so fast because we hired, we hired people that wanted to win. Okay. Compensation was, a, like I said, compensation is a byproduct. They get paid. Our people get paid awesomely and you ask them, they all think they get paid great, but they like it that we're growing and winning.
0: Yeah. They don't yeah. really,
1: they're, yeah. they're going to get rewarded for winning.
0: Yeah, yeah. A lot of people like just don't give a shit. Uh if the place they worked for, you know, like as long as they still are getting their normal paycheck, they don't care. How we don't hire those people or get, we do. They well, don't last long.
1: We peer pressure them out the door or we kick them out. Yeah. Yeah. It's not the best. I mean, it's, there's good. I mean. Trust me, not everybody is that. Like we have some I call, you know, like our admin team. They're helpers. They love helping other people mm-hmm. win. So that's a great mindset too. I just, if you just show up and have a job here, though, you aren't going to fit in real well.
0: <laughs> what I'm yeah. picturing, like your floor, like is, uh, like Wolf of Wall Street, like when they're like running around acting crazy.
3: <laughs> it's like, a count. So that, I mean, that's what's they going on in my head on. right now.
0: <laughs>
1: Their accounts with headsets on is what they are. But yeah, <laughs> that's for accounting, I guess. I guess for accounting.
3: <laughs> like, I got
0: another account reconciled. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Um, no. I'm not gonna lie, I saw Wolf of Wall Street the first for the first time a couple of years ago, and I was like, "This is
2: what
1: I want." Yeah. 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 I'm not sure accounting's that right firm idea. <laughs> no, but our honestly, our sales team is not Wolf of Wall Street, but like they love ringing the bell and celebrating and i mean they've got music going on right now over there i hear it and they have enough energy and they are on the phones and they like you know hey how many are you going to get today or how many and it's all about appointment sets in their world how many appointments are you gonna get set today and like they're competing and they shelby does a good job of keeping that energy up in that room to get them really motivated for hey let's have a game this week let's see who gets the most nose
0: yeah yeah Um, so how do you incorporate your your remote people with your your local people? Because I imagine that's kind of tricky.
1: Well, obviously every meeting is 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 together on Zoom. Mm-hmm. They only talk to people on Zoom. Um, so uh, we do a lot of. I mean, it's meeting rhythm is a big deal. So the huddle is important. We have a weekly team meeting. So each team meets uh, weekly. They have a one-on-one monthly with the leader, okay. each person. So our staff will meet with They have two managers on their team. They'll meet with both managers one-on-one and they'll meet with Kim one-on-one, but connecting, we're giving positive and negative reinforcement, uh, and both, we, we want to be nicely honest. I think being honest and direct, huh?
0: Great forward. One would say.
1: Yeah. Yeah. In a kind (laughs) way though. I want to, I want to be, you know what? I like you enough and I trust you enough to know that I'm doing this out of love Mm -hmm. to help you. This has got to do better. Yeah. Yeah.
0: Mm-hmm. Uh, Jen has a question. Hey, Jen. She says, if the admin doesn't have production, how do they fit the bonus pool?
1: So admin is part of the profit sharing. So okay. they get the profit sharing pool. Um, that's how they get winning. And then they have their team award. Um, they have a couple of metrics on their KRA, uh, key result areas that tells us what's winning for them. And that's how they have a team award or, or they get their own team um, team award where person who wins that for the month our admin team is four people Mm -hmm. and so um my wife's won. she's never won it and my wife's not going to win the award obviously she Mm -hmm. leads the team so she gets to pick it ends up somewhat being in their world it's the hardest one i think to administer it's somewhat just kind of she almost does it in a somewhat random basis to make sure everybody kind of feels like she's keeping them all but they're not money our admin team is not money money motivated they all have helpers hearts and teachers hearts they want nothing more they're honestly like really good moms, right? They're the mom who has helped make sure everybody has everything they need for school, everything they need to go to practice afterwards. That's our admin team. And that's yeah. what I, I mean, it's great. It makes it really, and that's are they have the same thing at home. They're the same person at, with their husband. They're the same person with their, you know, we only have a woman admin team right now. I mean, but that's the person we want in that role. It's someone who's very um, helper oriented.
2: Yeah. Uh,
1: and nothing's like- above them. Like yeah. nothing like they're happy to carry Cokes and waters in, and make coffee in the morning, and do the dishes, which yeah, is right. not. But they also yeah. do it because they want to do it, not because we're asking that they have to do it. Yeah, yeah.
0: Um, Greg has a question, but I want to answer it first, and then see what you say about it. He says, "What do you guys do about dress code and uniform? How we approached it was, it's all about our culture. We are not a formal, stuffy accounting firm. Our clients are like contractors, trade. So it's like that should." we just
3: want people that's showing the shorts we just want
0: to dress de- you know look decent on zoom like don't look like you just rolled out of bed but be comfortable and presentable that we're
1: we're casual we're a very casual firm i say professionally casual yes um because I, it, it's it's nice jeans and a shirt it's um like i wear shorts more often i'm not meeting with clients but i wear shorts a lot. i bet you we have three people wearing hats today they're all branded hats friday is a day where a lot of people wear our logo swag um um we actually had this come up recently and i i don't know how to answer this one of our staff said hey i want to have really bright blue hair and i'm like and i know this is something that you've had colored hair
0: hair.
2: yeah
1: like all blue bright blue
0: like two (laughs) months ago yeah it was a lot of blue
1: not a lot of blue i'm talking she wants to look like not full blue i
0: would do it
1: cookie monster blue and i'm like oh god i mean
0: I think it depends on what you want. So, like, it's it's what you want. Your
1: she's a staff accountant. Her book of business is she's got four law firms that when they come here, they're like, I want them to dress appropriately. I don't think it's dress necessarily, but like, I'm like, God, you know, I blue hair. I don't know. I'm not. I'm I'm also almost fifty, so maybe I'm different. So (laughs) I was like, that's the thing. I think
0: it also depends on your clientele. We
1: do. Yeah, I'm casual, but I'm not like. But we have, you know. Like I think it's fine. I think just dressing nice. Don't, I mean, it's not sloppy. It's not going to be yeah. Yeah. Um, Presentable. Inappropriate. It's not going to be, you know, needs to be conservative casual.
3: Yeah. yeah. I think I've had, I've had one person, because I actually still remember, actually say something about what I was wearing. Which
1: is a character you dress better than Negative that. or positive.
3: And I was, I had like, I was dressed up from the waist up, but I had jeans on. They were like, oh, what is it like a dress down day or something stupid like that? But I was like, really?
1: And those are people that are probably good client fits for us because that's pretty cool. Yeah, exactly. So it, it really is your client mix. Like if I had all, you know, let's just say all I did, nothing but doctors or dentists or attorneys and they all were buttoned up type people.
0: Would you wear a Johnny? A firm Johnny? culture
1: would have to match that, would I would think, a little
0: bit. Johnny, would you wear a Johnny? She said, <laughs> <laughs> "Scrubs." You miss it. I said, "Would you wear a Johnny?" Which is like the hospital garb, like the patients wear. Yeah, we
1: definitely wear. We, scrubs, right? Scrubs. <laughs> yeah, I'm gonna dress like Grey's Anatomy. No, I yeah. don't know. Um, but no, I would say if they're buttoned up, we'd probably be more buttoned up. Our clients are restaurants, mom and pop shops. Yeah, I, I think it's actually less intimidating to them. To go to their accountant mm-hmm. that were not all buttoned up mm-hmm. and also our staff i feel like it's been interesting like, I, as we did some culture videos type stuff recently it was like one of the things that we had a, a funny thing she's like i was expecting this really buttoned up accountant and matt was wearing flip-flops and shorts yes. in yes. my interview and i went that's not what i was expecting yeah i agree that's what I, that's not how i, I now i'm not doing that every time but i you know if yeah. i'm having a lunch with my banker and my attorney who are wearing suits we're going to a nice restaurant i'm not going to come in and short some flip-flops yeah right or dress appropriately
0: know your audience yeah know your yeah. audience mm-hmm. yeah read the I mean, room if i wouldn't the agree room. Up, have common, to sense. Like common sense
1: dress like common sense
0: yes yes um, i have a um, question oh, hold on a second craig Carr said being a baseball player who do you want to win the world series i know the answer
1: the red wants, Sox, but they're the already red out Sox. way out I of it the yeah, are, they're out though <laughs> ah, here's i hate the astros so i'm going with phillies I like Schwarber. He should be in Red Sox because his name is totally ready to be. Kyle Schwaba could not be a better <laughs> name for a Red Sox. And I can't believe they didn't sign him last year back. So I'm going for Phillies, but I hate Bryce Harper too. But anyway, yeah.
0: <laughs> Sorry. Not
1: Dodgers. I mean, I would like to see the Dodgers, Craig. But, you know, you guys blew it. <laughs> yeah, they crapped the bed.
0: So my question was that you have this this big firm and this big team and all these Big-ish. people. But what is your role? Like, what are your... Tasks. What do you do?
1: I'm chief helper, as well. I feel like it. Um, I don't have any client responsibilities, which is great. But I do. I I I lead my my management team is my primary role. Um, I still wear more of the IT hat than I wish. A, I like it. I like not the IT stuff, but I do. I like to tinker with tech, so I have a tendency to kind of fall into. That's what my my passions is. I am. um, I'm the idea person. So. I I'm the Genite? person who take, I think of it, I find an idea that I think is something worth exploring and I explore it till the end. I don't always have to think of the idea, but I'm happy to steal somebody else's idea and run with it.
0: Mm-hmm. Okay. How long or like, what did you have to have in place and how long did it take you to step out of production work?
1: Um, well, I had to have trust first. That's the hardest one to actually accomplish. I had people in place but I wasn't always willing to get rid of the trust factor of, well, I'm not sure they can do it as well as I can do it. That's my own ego getting involved. And so it took me trusting my team to get myself out of, truly out of production. Um, It's still a struggle for every owner, I think, of when to jump in and help, because we all have to do it. When to let them fail. And is it, it, because that's a challenge if you're like, God, I don't want to lose that client, but if I don't jump in, we're going to lose them. Or I also don't want to, I don't want them to lose credibility by me jump again.
2: Mm-hmm. Yeah.
1: We talk about this a lot that I hire doctors for my office. We're not, I'm not the doctor and having a bunch of nurses. I mm-hmm. want to hire doctors that own their work like a doctor. And when they need a second opinion, it's their responsibility to come to me, not me to jump in and help them. Because if the moment you have a doctor that you don't trust, if you were a client or a, a patient and they like, this person, what the hell they're doing? I'm going to that person. Yeah. I would mm-hmm. that doctor loses. They can't be credible.
3: Right.
2: So
1: it's a hard, I, and I don't have that one perfectly figured out. Yeah. And I trust I, others more than like, like so mm-hmm. honestly, Mike Schaefer in my office, he runs my payroll division. I never need to jump in.
2: No.
1: I mean, a hundred percent never do.
2: Yeah.
1: He will come to me when he needs me, or I may have an idea that I want to run through with him and he'll let me run with it, but I'm not jumping in and I'm handling his operation mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. accounting, which is more my, my background. I have a tendency to jump in more than I should. I trust Kim completely, but she is spread really thin, yeah. and so I kind of like I jump in there. Sales is something I enjoy; is fun. And Shelby's only been with me now four years, so that is still my trust with her. And what I let her run with, when I don't, is a little different. So
0: yeah, um, I'm going seg- to completely segue a little bit. So one of the reasons why we started Owners and Operations is because um, I just see, like I guess, our generation of accounting firm owners basically ruining the industry or advertising it horribly as a, you're just, you're just not inviting people to join our industry, right? It's really, really hard to attract, um, new candidates to our industry. If you're saying you need, you must work 55, 60 hours a week over, over a quarter of the year. Um, it's it, setting, just putting tracking stuff on people's computers, just things like that. Mm-hmm. Um, that's one of the things like we have to change the stigma of accounting. And, and so we have people joining. What are, you, what, are you, what are your thoughts on, I guess, the old school mentality of accounting firm owners and what See, they can do? Ass in
1: a seat, ass in a seat, get work done versus measuring productivity. I start with trust. So mm-hmm. when I hear people are monitoring their employees from the standpoint of, well, I don't know if they're really working or not, or I don't know what they're doing. That means they don't trust their employees. And that mm-hmm. means they have, there's a bigger underlying symptom going on in the organization. Yes. They've hired poorly. They've hired a desperation. Um, I have very high expectations of my people that they're going to own their work. It's our number one value. Own it. Um, it's our number one value for a reason though, is that I expect you to get this done. You've accepted that you're going to get it done. Now I don't have to think about that anymore. Mm -hmm. So I don't monitor employees. We don't, we do capture time for our own efficiency monitoring. We probably shouldn't. I don't look at it ever, but we do. Um, but I don't care how billable you are. I care about how many dollars you got out the door.
2: Mm -hmm. Okay. Yeah. And,
1: and 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 now conversely to that, you know, we are a deadline oriented business. We do our best to manage deadlines. We're very open and honest. You know what? Uh, this is unfortunate. January is a busy month. There's a lot to get done in a little bit of time. I can't control that, that there's a hard deadline 31st and we got a bunch of work to get done. Are we all in and getting it done? Yes. Okay, let's go. But it takes us 50 hours this week to do it. That's great. But if that last week and we're not all done, it takes a hundred. It takes a hundred. Yeah. I don't, if we get to hundred, that means we did a shitty job of planning. Yeah. And so that falls on me to make sure that's not the case. Our average is about 47 hours a week during tax season. That's not ideal as I want it to be, but it's a lot better than others. It's not but bad. we're open and honest. We're open and honest about though. Hey, look, this is kind of unfortunately. Now they're getting paid for it. They're getting paid a nice rate of money for it, but money's not everything. Yeah. Um, we don't have a fall busy season. We don't have when I mean, we have other stuff that comes up from time to time, projects that we want to get done, and and that's their competitiveness of getting it done, not necessarily the fact that they feel like they have to work. I don't care if your butt's in the seat; the work getting done. Mm-hmm.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: Okay. I don't know if that's right, wrong, or indifferent. That's how we. That's how my expectation is. I, I don't. I don't. I can't hedge from the fact that there's a tax season that with a fixed and I can't move.
0: Yeah. 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 I think it's just setting the expectation that like basically you have no life for three and Correct. a half months out of the year. Correct. And Correct. like do do, you do do you guys like January is obvious that's a crazy month. And that's any business, right? You have our, to,
1: January through April 15th is busy.
0: Yeah. Yeah.
1: January is our worst month.
0: Yes, yeah, same. Mhm. By far. Wait, but still 47 hours a week is still not, not awful. But no. That's no. Our average. I mean, I I remember some my people dad, that had sixty.
1: Our tax director probably averaged 60. Yeah, yeah. but well,
0: like me and Aaron remember our dad, he didn't come home for Two weeks he slept at the office in a bed in the basement.
1: I've, so, no, Matt Patrick, I have a, <laughs> this is pathetic. I have a cot in my closet over here. Yeah. Yeah. My first few years before I joined PAS, but that was my, I'm like, oh, this is awful. I slept in the office for three days in a row. My wife would bring me clothes. I would go home and shower and brush my teeth and come back or whatever it was. Yeah. And i like, this is bullshit. What am I doing?
2: Yeah. yeah.
0: But you allow PTO during tax season, right?
1: Yeah. We, we talk, we have, um, we asked for no more than two days during tax season in a row off. We, um, we have different, I'll say blackouts for different teams. So like for our payroll team, Christmas and New Year's is super tough. It's a three day week, both weeks in a row. Yep. So we say, look, you can take a couple days off, but that means you've got to, you can't take a couple days off on one week. Like we got to figure that out. Yeah. It, we also do the same thing in Thanksgiving. So they they stagger all those, they work that as a team to make sure that no one gets stuck you know, working all of it, but they also could figure out how to celebrate with their families. I, I don't know a way around it in that business. Um like hey, I got 5 days of payroll to do in 3 days and I I can't get your numbers ahead of time any faster. So yeah. it's tough. Yeah. I think they all get it though. We talk about why a lot. Why is this the method? We're not trying to be a jerk, but there's the amount of work, guys. How are we going to get it done in 3 days? We we can't say, well, you can't <laughs> pay your people the week of Christmas. Sorry.
0: Yeah. <laughs> so Yeah. Yeah. But you still you still have the option there. I,
1: I think mean- if you communicate the why, yes. like here's what's going on. How do you guys think we should best handle this? And they and they would do it the same way we're doing it.
2: Yeah,
1: yeah. And it's also very clearly, and the expectations are already very clear on the front end. We're going to have a conversation well in advance. This is not a surprise.
2: Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Now, team somebody says, the- hey,
1: my grandmother's turning 80. It is April the 15th, and we're having a whole family generation. And they told me five months in advance we would plan around that and it would never be a problem.
3: Yeah, yeah. If exactly. it's,
1: hey, my kid is sick, I have to take it, like, that's not a problem either. Mm-hmm. If it's, hey... We want to take a random vacation March the 20th for two weeks because it's nice in the spring in in Washington, D.C. Hey, I love that idea. And that probably is fine. We just have to have a very long time of plan to figure that out. That can't be a,
0: yeah, I told That's you right. two
1: weeks at a time. Yeah. <laughs> so.
0: Well, also, yeah, I mean, you are getting into an industry that has certain deadlines. That's also, if you're going to get And industry, also
1: in May, you could take a four-month
0: vacation. I don't yeah. give a shit. Yeah, I don't care. Yeah, get your shit done. It's fine. Yeah. All right. Yeah, that's it. Yeah. Um, sorry. When when did you start doing all this stuff with the company uh culture and like was there winning? A, were, were you yeah, were um, you like we this really from the got, beginning or no? I mean yes and winning? no.
1: Yes, always. yes, we were always been this way. No, in that it wasn't as intentional until about 2014 or 15. Um, it went around honestly, we, we got involved with entre leadership from Dave Ramsey yeah. and we went and visited their offices not an accounting firm it's a consultative coaching business for the for small business owners they have a boot camp for a day where you go in and they just basically did a vision values mission you know like like i think owners and operators is doing like we've done um with our clients which we're doing coming up in december with uh on we're we're an eos firm so we're following Mm -hmm. that methodology we're doing we have our eos coach coming in with our clients in december and so with that mindset, it allowed us to have some clarity around these were. We already knew our values. They were not. We didn't change them. They just. It really solidified them. Um, and then from there, it was everything's built around that mindset. And we call that our umbrella. Everything has to fall under our umbrella of our of our values. And then within that, we have vision and mission. And because we have, in theory, different visions for each firm, right? our accounting and our payroll firms, a little bit. Not drastically different, but a yeah. little bit.
0: Yeah. Uh, who. I've always wondered this: who comes up with all these amazing ideas. Cause I'm
1: like, I'm an idea person. Yeah. So, um, and I'm also a tinkerer. Now I, I steal more than I, I probably steal more than yeah. I've thought of myself. Okay. So honestly, we have a bell in our office that came from entry leadership. That's the right. profit sharing came from entre leadership, but in a different way uh, mm-hmm. and send to pay team awards, team awards. When we went to a firm in California and visited them on the payroll side, and they had some stuff like, "Oh, that's kind of a good idea. It, I kind of just, picked and matched, to match, but I liked it was the intentionality, I think, in my mind of I I want to I want everybody to feel like they can win. And the, and at first, like I always felt like to have accounting win was pretty easy. I felt like we had incentive pay figured out pretty early with the Pasva. We knew they were winning. Payroll was a little different. I didn't have a good way for them me to feel like they could win because I'm not paying them based on what they produce. So now theirs is based off of our quarterly business reviews. Our okay. payroll team does a quarterly business review with every client and so that's how they win. Um our admin team was the hardest one because I'm like how do I measure them helping others? Yeah. yeah. Yeah, it is yeah. a tough one. And so we it's that's what is based off values. So it's Mandy has a little scorecard based up which she kind of tracks on um shout outs, you know, helping, picking, you know, being a helper, having a helper's mindset.
0: Yeah. Yep, They're literally and they're, and they're like literally some of the most important people in the firm too.
1: Oh, uh, they're like, not some of they are well, the they most are. You know, <laughs> I,
0: I, I mean like you're the if we didn't have you, we would be screwed.
1: Well, not just that, but with that helper's mindset of I'm willing to do whatever. So mm-hmm. like we have a lady that does nothing but pull statements the first every month. Mm-hmm. So she goes online, all of our statements are pulled. She then goes in and makes sure like our payroll software talks to our project management software, which pushes the entry into QuickBooks online. She's making sure that none of those are broken. Wow. She's she's doing all of our reconciliation of our QuickBooks bill payment out to our clients to make sure that's done. She reviews our bill dot com bill every month to make sure that nothing's changed there. That person Doing that work on top of an accounting person would be really hard.
2: Yeah. yeah.
1: She does it with, a, like, hey, I, I want to, I think we should do this. Or like, she's constantly fine. Like, that's awesome.
2: Yeah.
1: My front desk person could not be like, every person ever comes to my office says she is the nicest person ever. Miss Rose is like, Rose, we have a, our sixth undefined value is don't yell at Rose.
2: Oh, yeah. If you yell at Rose, <laughs> it's the last day you're here. Yeah. 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 Oh, yeah.
1: Because she's yeah. the person answers the phone. If they're little pissed off, she's like, uh, like, Hey, then that phone call comes, Hey, if that ever happens again, you will no longer be a client. Yeah. Like it's instant. Yes. Mm-hmm.
2: Yes. Absolutely. Yeah. She so does not deserve that crap. No, yeah. no, no.
1: Yeah. And she's, I mean, like she's coordinating all the stuff in and out of the office, all work in all work out. Yes. Yeah. It's um, a big deal. That's a lot of work. It is.
0: Are you, are you helping any of your clients implement any of these strategies and like culture and things like that?
1: We do that through our our um, what we call engagement. So we want our our um, mission is to our clients to be engaged with us, not just to get shit from us. And so our idea of our podcast, our webinar series, our educational events that we put on, I kind of say is we're leading them to the water. I can't make them drink. I can only mm-hmm. can keep beating on them about what they should be thinking about. So we all of our conversations, all of our blog articles are always written around the idea of. Winning, helping your business be better. its a, It starts with people, not anything else. Mm-hmm. Um, and then in our role as owners is to create the shell around to make sure we all know which direction we're going.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: And so you fit your val—your values as your umbrella. But the visionary that is, say, hey, we know what our goals are. Let's all go reach them together because we all believe the same things.
2: Yeah. Yeah.
1: And that helps us, I think, identify um, outliers when clients aren't a fit or people aren't a fit. Yep.
2: Yeah. Yeah. Yeah.
1: And that's the, like, there's a lot of firms that do this idea of, you know, we're all rowing in the same direction or like, that's the same mindset. I just feel like the values are the boat. <laughs>
0: yeah. yeah, That's actually a great analogy. You're right. Yeah.
1: You're right. The values all, are the boat.
0: Yeah. The same with us too. We live and breathe yeah. our values. So. Yeah. Have
1: to. Yeah, you do. Um, Katie, we're just going to
0: ask. We keep interrupting Katie. Sorry, Katie. Yeah. No, like it's it. my, mine is kind of unrelated uh, okay. to this, but you you have an insurance division. Is that right? I do. So, did you hire um, just like insurance reps, or not reps? I want brokers who yeah, come in. Yeah, well, a couple, couple things.
1: A couple things. We had our some of our existing employees decided to go out and get licensed. Okay. So we have three licensed employees now. Mike Schaefer's one, Shelby Betts is one, and Robbie Bryant uh, are are our three licensed insurance brokers. They're all they're uh, life and health and PNC both. We only will do benefit services for clients that we do payroll services and HR services for, though.
2: Yeah, so
0: we're not doing his, uh, just a la carte benefits. I want to get <laughs> his email from you because I I I bought the book for the certification uh, for insurance stuff. I like to get certified and certified in things for for fun.
1: Okay, um, that sounds fun.
0: So yeah, I'll get his email from you. My <laughs> mother does the same thing. She's a nurse, like an IT specialist, like every everything. She's
1: i want all the licenses
0: yes. yes i i like collect them as a hobby and yeah. i have this thing i can like read something once and then regurgitate it so oh, that's good it's very yeah. easy for me yeah i think but. we got
1: some we ordered some books i think it's uh there's a couple of different places you can get like pre-testing books they have a bunch of pre-tests you take it i mean it's honestly one of the easier licenses to do
0: yeah yeah, yeah. for sure
3: Katie, got, you should just uh, take the CPA
1: exam.
0: Literally that's what like I said to Erin last week. I was like, I want to take it and just see what happens. <laughs> and she 20, said, that's a very expensive, she said, that's a very expensive experiment.
1: It's a time of your life. You will never get back. Just remember yeah. that. Yeah. yeah.
0: It's a good time though. That's what it is. It. It's a good true. time.
1: I don't think that's true.
0: <laughs> <laughs> you're all, you're all horrified right now. Like literally no. not at all, ever.
1: <laughs> no. At all.
0: Listen, if it's not as bad as nuclear physics, uh, I'll, I'll probably enjoy it.
1: You can at least blow shit up with nuclear physics. You can't blow shit up with CPA exam.
0: No, you can't. That's true. Okay, what time kind is of Oh, it's 1256. Look at that. All right. Any, that didn't any take questions? long. No. No. Any last minute knowledge bombs to drop on, on firm owners to help, like, maybe create a culture or?
1: Uh, be intentional. That's why I, I was. Be intentional. Know what you want. Don't put up with bullshit. You, you are your worst enemy, mm-hmm. you're a whore with your clients. You're de- hiring out of desperation and it causes all your pain. Yeah.
2: Mm. And
0: you said, don't, you don't let assholes in the door. Is that what you said?
1: Don't let crazy in the building, crazy. no assholes. Yeah. yeah. I wrote that down. That's right. No crazy in the building is the easier and more politically correct way to yes, say it. Yes, yeah. 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 Yeah.
0: You're a whore for your clients. All right, cool. Well, You're a whore
1: um, for our clients sometimes. We are, we all like done it. it. I no, know we have. It's true. It's yeah. true.
0: Um, all right. If well,
1: you, if you, you have a firm that, that, would, that would like to talk like through, hey, I don't want to do payroll anymore. We'd love to have a conversation, see if it makes any sense.
0: So how can they how can they because um, I know some people that um use your services and love it. Um, yep. so how can they get in touch with you? Um,
1: best way is just to email me mpatrick at patrickaccounting.com or mpatrick at works.com. Works is spelled weird w-h-i-r-k-s.
0: Okay. And yeah, they, they will take on your payroll if you don't want to do payroll or we'll do
1: payroll. We can help you with HR. So we so we sell three levels of service there. Um and obviously we could be your we could be an insurance broker where we where we talk about some shared revenue there as well. So
0: yeah, I actually am gonna reach out to them for our benefits and all that stuff too. So mm. we need Yay, to I love it. Uh-huh. Yeah. All right. Cool. You
1: guys are going in on Monday. See you guys in a couple of days. Yeah. Uh, we're driving. I'm assuming so. I'll see Craig and Eric and well, Bob pop- popped off Jennifer and Fred and Wendy. If you have or if you're not a member of Paspla, well, you should check it out.
0: Yeah. I was able to recruit a couple people to come uh, I saw that. I'm Great. About it. Yeah. So
1: oh, awesome. I appreciate you guys having me. It's super fun.
0: Yeah. yeah. And they can find you on your podcast, One Step Better, too. One Step I think Better. got a great podcast. It's obviously applicable to business, owning business. And
1: yeah. Done. And we're talking about all things business, you know, people struggles, hiring struggles, uh, managing people, um, understanding how to understand your numbers better, kind of creating goals. Similar to a lot what you guys are doing in Owner's Offered, which is a lot of awesome content and great stuff. But if you want to get uh, listen to a couple boring old guys talk. We're on that One <laughs> Step Better. <laughs> It's not boring. It's not boring. boring. We try to make it fun.
0: Yeah, you do. All right. Well, thanks, Matt, and I'll see you Monday.
1: Can't wait. Thanks, guys. See you, Matt.
0: Hi. Have a good weekend,
1: Jake. See you later, guys. See ya.